I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. What's up, everybody? Welcome back to another week of Break It Down. It's I, Alex McCarthy, being joined by Kenny McIntosh. And yes, we are doing back-to-back weeks. Look at us. Well done, us. <laughs> back, fourth episode in, and we've managed to keep it congruent. Kenny, how are you, brother? I'm good. I'm good. I'm uh, in the process of getting ready to move house, so that is stressful. But apart from that, I'm good. I'm, Always I'm... fun. Always fun. Because you always think I'm going to pack stuff away in a place that, like, where am I going to get to it straight away? Because you, you, people who are listening to us who who also work from home or whatever might understand the pain of moving house with the internet situation. Mm. And I'm going to give you um, a company who I think are so horrific they should be brought up in criminal charges, and that's OpenReach. They are <laughs> the worst company because they provide the, the broadband for everybody apart from Virgin, right? And Open reach are always like your the next appointment's three weeks in advance, right? But you can also never get through to open reach ever. And once the the guy didn't turn up when I was moving house, and then when I phoned up to BT to complain, they were like, Oh, well, all we can do is get you the next open reach appointment in two and a half weeks. And I was like, So this guy doesn't turn up, and then I've got about two and a half weeks with no internet. Yeah, um, so, so next Friday, we move on Thursday, but next Friday the open reach guy is supposed to be there. And until that guy has arrived and he has given me my internet, I'll be very on edge. Apart from that, I'm good. How are you? 
You're powerless. Um, so on Sunday, we got a dog, as you're aware. Mm-hmm. Um, it's my first, I had a staff for like 15 years. He was put down five years ago at, you know, 15. Um, Good run. Amazing run for a dog, to be honest. That's like a Cena run. Let, yeah, and he, it, it was great. Like, it, it was, well, not the put down part. The dog was great. Um, <laughs> and I was very, I was so sad that when he was put down that I've just kind of, you know, not really thought about having a dog for a long time. And then my missus has slowly and gradually bullied me. And here we are that this dog kind of needed a new home, which, you know, accelerated things. I didn't have the heart or didn't really feel like I could say, nope, we're not going to have this dog. And uh, since we've had him, he's great. He's actually in the garden tearing some shit up right now. I'm not sure what he's doing, but um, yeah, he's five months, border collie. Roy. Roy. Super Roy. Roy. It's a great name for a dog. I've battled many people on this. I like bog standard bloke names for dogs like Paul. Um, so yeah, it's uh, it's it's been <laughs> a border collie. You've got some interesting times ahead. I know. I've walked him silly this week, and I just I just know I can't keep up this pace. <laughs> but, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, we're uh, we're gonna have to uh, we're gonna have to grind it out. I'm afraid, but it's been an interesting addition to the family. That my daughters love him, so uh, all's well that ends well. Hopefully, uh, let's talk some wrestling though for those guys that tune in for that, which you presume that they do. Uh, this week, it's uh, WWE Tour Week in the UK. Uh, guys, anyone listening, please let Kenny and I know if you've been to any of the shows this week. We'd love some feedback on Twitter. I'm sure we'll shout handles at the end and stuff. Or mm-hmm. is that beneath us, Kenny? It probably is. Um... <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I just, I mean, sometimes I don't, the reason I don't tend to do handles is I feel like if you listen to us on a podcast, you care enough to listen that you you know us on Twitter or you know us on Twitter. Yeah, I shouldn't have to get you to flag us down but then you know, it's funny because you you've actually done the opposite because i used to have the year of my birth and my account and my 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 handle and then i was like well, i'm getting old i don't want that in there anymore but now <laughs> you've went the opposite way and you've added your year of birth in i know um which I'm is like uh is I'm, th- I'm 35 in like two weeks 35 um i am 38 i am one year older now than when dennis nielsen was captured for his for his crimes, look him up, and how he looked at thirty seven. I look great for thirty eight. I am. A, I mean, The Rock had had his WWE run and left <laughs> by now. <laughs> he had he'd he'd become like an eight time, nine time world champion and fucked off by the time I was thirty. But yeah, he was thirty four. Incredible. Um, you you've you listen. You you've you've uh, what's the word? Achieved a lot. Two kids. Yeah, I've lived. Like 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 high flutin job. Yeah, I've lived. I've lived the life. Um, you're so funny. Vibe, yeah, you've, you've lived more of a life than I. I would argue, but there you go. Well, some is debaucherous, we shouldn't get into. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen some things. <laughs> um, I think that what I was going to say about the mm-hmm. uh, the UK tour. Anyone? Yeah, obviously, shout us out on Twitter if you guys have been there or not, because I did hear from my sources that um, Birmingham was a sellout for WWE. Uh, which is incredible. As I said on Twitter, I've been going to the UK shows at the O2. I've done a couple in Manchester. Um, like I've been going to even Wembley Arena, to be fair. I've been to them for t- 10, 12 years now, right? Even before I used to get the complimentary ones, Kenny. Um, <laughs> and, uh, was there such a day where you paid for a ticket? There was. There really was. 
There was a time where I paid to watch Adam Rose flaunt his way to the ring. There, <laughs> there, there was a time. Um, but yeah, I see that the Birmingham was a sellout. I'm, I'm told Belfast is as well. Uh, we'll see if that comes to pass. But um, Birmingham did just just sell for ten thousand tickets for a live event. That's for good, that. I mean, like, like the reason I bring up that I've been doing it for so many years is because, believe me, I've been to arenas that were half full. Like, I've seen only four, you know, only three or four years ago where WWE were coming to the UK and it was not selling well. Like, it wasn't. So, all of these metrics that they keep flaunting, Kenny, and the records they keep breaking, um, you know, we're not going to get into attendances because they're usually exacerbated, but sellouts are sellouts. You know what I mean? Business yeah. is definitely up. And, uh, obviously money in the bank's approaching it's it is great to see that business is up i've got to say yeah and i mean i think as well the part you know part of the reason that business is up and shows are selling out is because you've got hotter acts than yeah it was a year ago or two years ago because you know cody's now kind of got that run behind him so far we've got the the judgment day they're obviously over as well um and even i mean even like on the undercard like maximum male models who are so my my kind of jam not, yeah. because not because I'm a rampant homosexual, but because they're fun. Um, Ramp- rampant! <laughs> um, but... Uh, stopped! <laughs> <laughs> um, but no, you know, like, I, I feel like with with house shows or live events, you know, I suppose house shows, live events, I feel like sometimes you'd be like, oh, well, you know, what am I missing? What am I, I going to see here that I wouldn't see on TV? But when the characters are really over with the crowd, it, nobody cares if it's TV or not. They just want to see... The people they see on on television, like they want to go and boo Dominic Mysterio, yeah, and call him a prick. Um, and, you know, there's you know there's there's young girls who want to see Bianca Belair. Um, so I mean, I, th- I think it's a good sign for them, and I think they're riding a wave just now. So it'll be interesting to see. And also, I mean, also I think that after Money in the Bank, especially with AEW doing all in at Wembley Stadium, I have a feeling WWE are going to try to do something bigger than that. Um, and I hope they do because they're great for us. I well, I don't know how much to say. Oh, do you know something? Uh, well, I don't know if I know it, but I mean that's kind of why I'm hesitant. I've heard that Tottenham Stadium is something that WWE have got on their shortlist for next stadium show. Makes sense. Maybe I should write this before I say it out loud. <laughs> um, I hadn't, I hadn't thought this through, but it's come up organically. Yeah, I mean, uh, to be fair, even just using... We should mention that, you know, wait, wait, I mean, to back you up here, in case you've dug yourself into a hole, shortlists are there for a reason. Shortlists have multiple things on them. It's not a case of, like, they are doing X or whatever, but it just means that that's an idea that they make. Yeah, it, I, I mean, I was about to say, to be fair, there are X amount of stadiums in the country that uh, have semi-retractable roofs. Right, not many. Basically, Wembley and Tottenham, and those cover the fans, not the action. So you'd have mm-hmm. to set up a kind of, you know, like marquee thing to to protect the wrestlers, I guess. Um, the only place in the UK that has an actual retractable roof is the is the Millennium Stadium, the Principality Stadium. It used to be called the Millennium Stadium for anyone old enough. Um, and obviously, that's in Wales, which was done last year for the Clash at the Castle. So. I guess, you know, wisdom would tell you that one of those two stadiums is always going to be in the running. And now that AEW is running Wembley, uh, which I think took took a lot of people by surprise. 
it's interesting to see what WWE do next. Um, you know, just, just circling back to a couple of the points you made earlier, Kenny. Um, one of the shows I did pay to go see was a live event, not even because I used to go to the televised Raws every year, mm-hmm. but um, I chose to go to a Friday night Raw at the O2 many moons ago. I think it was like 2012, maybe 2013. Mm-hmm. Uh, top of the card was Cena Del Rio, right? Uh, not a big Del Rio fan. But uh, this was at a time as well where, as a fan, so what was I, 24, and uh, I hated Cena. <laughs> so I grew <laughs> to love Cena, but I was a very, like, you know, I was one of, I was one of those immature fans. I was like, eh, he's not that good. Why does he always win? Um, <laughs> and the reaction for Cena when he came out is, to this day, you know, take away the Hardys' return and Edge's comeback. I mean, just for an entrance. Still the loudest pop I've ever heard in my life, right? Non-TV, bog-standard live event, main event, that was pretty unremarkable otherwise. (laughs) The roof felt like it came off. It was unbelievable. And I thought, wow, okay, John Cena really is that guy. Um, So it's funny how you see, yeah, like you said, these live events, like what people go for and what you expect to see. I remember thinking the same, like, oh, I much prefer the the stories continuing on TV and all of that good stuff. But yeah. It's funny, you, you, you were talking there about like the loudest reactions. I'm trying to think about the loudest reactions that, I, that come to mind. And also the Hardy is one of them, but I think one of the loudest reactions I ever heard was when Brock Lesnar came back the night after WrestleMania 28. Yeah, that's a great you know, I mean, yeah. it was so good. It was so great. And, um, yeah, that was one that springs to mind. I'll tell, tell you what, um, you know, just thinking of ones on home soil again, I was there when Mustache Mountain won the NXT tag titles from Undisputed Era. Uh-huh. I was uh, at the Royal Albert Hall, and nobody thought they were going to win it, right? So when they did, that was another like, wow, like massive, massive moment. Uh, wrestling at its best, man. Uh, anyway, let's talk about the wrestling world at the moment. Um Oh, the other thing I did want to mention, you you talked about there being acts that people want to see on this tour. Cody Rhodes is main eventing all of the shows, basically. And I think that's a great little uh, bit of credence for him that they're selling out. And, you know, he's coming to Europe and yeah. leading, the, leading the charts for WWE. Well done, Cody. Um, you know, what I want to talk about quickly is Bailey, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Right. She she ate another loss this week. Uh, and by that, I mean, she actually took the pin, right? Um, the story seems to be that damage control are going to break up, right? And maybe EO Sky is being propelled forward. And you know, I don't know whether she beats Bianca or not. I'd actually quite like her to, to be honest. Um, what what's going on, man? Like, have you, I don't know if you've seen her social media, but she seems very much like, yeah, no, I lost again, but uh, my life's pretty good. Like <laughs> she's kind of like yeah, uh, yeah, almost resigned herself to to where she is in WWE right now. Um, I think she's been criminally undervalued or misused over the past few years. When you factor in the WrestleMania where they made her a host and she got beaten up by the Bellas when she definitely should have had some kind of featured matchup, she had you know was one of the pillars of the pandemic era. What terrible term that is to coin but that's what it was um it just doesn't feel like she has a great direction at the moment dead grass 
Um, sorry, my dog has dragged stuff in. Um, it doesn't feel like she has tremendous direction right now. Is that going to change with damage control and the split and her feuding with her few former partners? If that's what we're going to get, is there a swerve on the horizon or like you could make the argument, Kenny, that damage control just hasn't been booked well, full stop. Yeah. I mean, I don't, I don't think they have been booked well, particularly well, but I think the the big thing coming out of it is that sometimes you, you, you put stuff together and it just doesn't work. Like sometimes on papers, the thing that looks like it's going to really hit doesn't, I don't think that damage control were given like everything that they had to work with. But I think if I think if damage control was going to be successful, they would feel hotter now than they do. And I just feel like it's like it's just not clicked. Um, there, it just it just hasn't clicked. And uh, I don't. I think Bailey. I mean, she but she struggled for a while since coming out of the uh, the Sasha team in twenty twenty to know what she's going to do. So. What what's next for her? I mean, is that a is that a babyface run? Does she stay a heel? Maybe even if she feuds with the damage control members, I don't really know. She feels a bit lost at the moment. To me. I don't really know the answer. So I'm waffling. Really <laughs> so you're just riffing. Well, because I'm in my mind. You know, sometimes you go, well, you know, this person. I think this person would would do a lot better if this happened or that happened. And in my mind, I'm going, what would what could Bailey do that I think would feel like fresh and there's nothing I feel like she would need to again overhaul her character which I know she did at SummerSlam but you know it didn't work so I mean well it worked enough but like if Bailey wants to go back to being one of the top women in the company then you know, she has to do she has to figure something else out that's going to work better for her because currently I just don't I don't see her I don't see her being champion anytime soon I don't see um, but it's a shame. Like when I see her on like the Steve Austin podcast, I'm like, she's great. Like, why can that person not translate onto the TV? All of all of the women that you speak to in WWE, like number one, I would say maybe even above Natalia in the locker room is Bailey. Like, even from down to NXT, like she's super involved and and helpful to all of the talent. So she's good from a locker room perspective. I feel like in the ring her CV is as good as anyone's, right? You know, we all celebrate Sasha and, you know, you got Charlotte and Becky as well, the other horsewomen and kind of, let's not forget the the part Bailey has played in their best matches. And when you look at Bailey's top five, it's a fucking hard top five to beat, by the way. Yeah. Like she's got a, she's got a great career behind her. And I think on paper, when Damage Control arrived, I thought, wow, like what a lot of talent that is there. Like I love Dakota Kai in, in NXT, but EOS, Sky Shirai has always been a top top talent, right? That you know, even you could argue at this point, you know, heading into WrestleMania is a bit like, oh man, you know, Sky just being a part of a tag team is a bit of a bit of a waste. But um, you think the three of them together is powerful, but I also think the fact that there really are no women stables in wrestling, WWE, like who are they meant to feud with? Yeah. So. True. What you end up have, happening is them just looking super weak all the time because as heels, you know, they come out on the wrong end to Bianca Belair or, you know, et cetera, et cetera. And they're just losing to a mismatch of teams or Belair herself, as it had as happened on a couple of occasions. It's it's, it's really hard to, to build them and make them look strong. So I think what was a great idea on paper and something that I was really excited about in the first instance 
it's now left Bailey in a, in a in a spot where it's like, man, I don't know what the next move is for her. Like, even if you say, I, I mean, it's hard to know who's on what brand at the moment, to be honest, but presumably Bailey's Raw. Even if she got traded to SmackDown, right? And then she starts a feud with like Rhea Ripley. I don't see that going well for her. <laughs> like, but, but, I mean, off the back of what you said, there were you know you talked about like her top five being you know compared to Endies. I think the issue is what have you done for me lately? What yeah. have, what have the classic matches been since she came back? And if you, if you I mean you don't have to have classic matches if you have classic storylines. And yeah. if you're not having a classic match or a classic storyline, and it's becoming forgettable, that's the problem. So well, by, by comparison as well. Do you know what uh, I mean? I mean, I, I don't think Bailey would do this. So anyway. Sorry, I was just going to say, when, when Becky came back, she had both. Like, classic storyline with Bianca Belair. Her in-ring arsenal was probably better than it's ever been, like you could argue. Whereas, you yeah. know, you, you obviously look at the contrast with Bailey, and it's maybe it just hasn't been there. But anyway, go on, what was you going to say? I don't think they'll do this. I don't think, she, or I don't think she'll do this. But, like, I would, I'd be up for, to so say, like, damage control turn on Bailey, or they beat her up or whatever. She's, basically, she's, excommunicated from EO and Dakota I wouldn't be adverse to like a six month NXT run for Bailey. build her yeah, back she, up in she'd, NXT. Probably, she'd probably like that yeah but build her, build her back up like in the sense of she would be like a, a goddess in NXT because of obviously her history there build her back up get involved in some stuff and then have her you know by you know towards the end of the year or maybe she maybe she returns to the main roster at Rumble or whatever, or maybe it's a short run, maybe it's three months, but I just think maybe something in NXT to kind of reinvigorate her and get something cooking down there could maybe be the thing that would, I don't know, make us make us feel less meh about it at the moment. Yeah. Let's, uh, go are, on. You go, are you going to ask me about the, the big controversy? <laughs> no, no, not that one. The, um, <laughs> the, uh, the bronze medal, as it is called, if, if, unaffectionately, the the new World Heavyweight Championship belt that was on. I, well, I was going to ask you about it. Yeah, you're not a fan, though. No? Of the of the of the physical belt or of the concept? Both, both. They're probably yeah. separate discussions. The physical belt I can deal with. Yeah, I, I just need to deal with the fact that they're never going to make the wing the winged eagle belt again. I just need to deal with the fact that like that's. I don't Jenny, hate Jenny, what you need to accept is it's a branding tool, and I hate to give you that jargon. I do, uh, but um. Oh, and, and, and I get and I get it. You don't need to. You don't need to defend it to me. I understand. No, no. I I feel like this is the hybrid, the best hybrid that Triple H could get. Right, like it's kind of the old big gold. Right, <laughs> like it's it's it's. it's more... And this, this is not mutual exclusive. I think the AEW World Title is horrific. <laughs> I I hate I hate the gaudiness of 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 those kind of belts. I mean, obviously the worst belt design. And wrestling right now is the IC title by a mile. I hate it. It's just it looks like a, yeah. looks like a big coin that you found in your grandpa's attic or something. <laughs> um, but uh, but no, I, I, the physical belt I don't have a problem with. I guess my issue is, and you have to let it play out. So you know you're just kind of speculating on what's happened so far. It kind of feels that you're going. So Cody should just have won then at WrestleMania. Yeah, basically, like basically. the whole you know Roman Reigns saying, "Well, oh, wait till you see the." There's a lot more story to tell, right? And, and maybe there is. So again, you can't really bury it completely because you have to kind of like let it happen. But to me, 
you're basically saying, well, nobody can beat Roman Reigns, so we'll, we'll do this other belt that's going to be around. And then it's like, how do you handle Cody? Because he surely can't win that belt because it would feel like it's like... Well, it would diminish him going against Roman, wouldn't it? It'd be like, well, you couldn't beat Roman, but here's the here's a title you can win. Yeah. And I don't know, I mean, again, maybe there's a plan uh, afoot of how to do this, but it just doesn't... It, it feels a bit like a consolation prize at this point. Well, and, and then also, the other thing is, you know, we're doing the draft, we're doing the brand split. One of the best things of the last nine months has been that everybody was on every show. Yeah. And my fear is, because Sandra and I watch um, Raw and SmackDown from 20 years ago in the retro shows on Patreon. Yeah. And it's grim. It's it's Kevin Nash has come back to feud with Triple H. Oh, I remember that in 2003. I remember like it was yesterday. Brock Lesnar's feuding with baby John Cena. Like, it's just, it's not... Roddy Piper's back pasty in his wee pants. Like, it's just not good, right? Isn't so, isn't this the same period of time where, like, Rodney Mack's coming out to do white boy challenges and shit? He's like, just started it, yeah. Started <laughs> see? It. There's yeah. all what's happening, mate. There is um, all... But, like, but I, the last nine months have been so good. I guess it's just my my fear is... It's, it's imagine that the last nine months in WWE has been, like, starting to date somebody. You've had a great time. Honeymoon period. You're really enjoying it, and you're like, but what's it going to be like if it changes and it becomes more? Mm. What's it going to be like after the draft if it's if it's separated? You know, is the bloodline just going to be on one show? I know that we started this by talking about the belt, but I think the, the belt is symbiotic of the brand split that's going to happen. And I don't know. I just, it, it makes me feel like Cody should have just won at WrestleMania, but, you know, maybe we'll, maybe, maybe they will tell the rest of the story and, it will make sense, but at the moment, it doesn't make a lot of sense. What do you think? Yeah, I mean, a couple of things. One, uh, again, uh, I, I feel like Triple H was gagging for the world title to look more like a world title, um, mm-hmm. but he knew that he still had to have the logo in there because, you know, they send it to all the sports teams and that's kind of a major publicity for WWE and, you know, this was the best compromise he could come up with. I think the fact that they're still calling Roman the undisputed world heavyweight champion is not helpful. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> how can it be undisputed if you've got another world champion on another show? It just, I don't know. Um, yeah, essentially they're saying there's three world title belts, really. I know they're probably going to amalgamate them for Roman, but then you have to give him a title that's lesser than what he is or has been. Um, it just feels like they were desperate to make another champion, especially because unless we forget, Roman unified them under Vince's watch, not Triple H's. And then really the path of the story meant, could he really change that? Probably not. They had to get to where they were getting to, but then the answer would have been Cody wins, then you split the belts. But for some obscure reason, they've gone this way. And I'm... It, it, I mean, it does... The, the part of it that makes sense is that I think once Roman loses the belts, it's it's like the, you know... The decline begins of the story. Like we've we've ended the peak. The peak yeah, is the- we have. But then also, it's it's a major thing for whoever wins that belt, right? And I think until someone does, you're right in the sense that whoever is the other world champion is just less than. And there was a long period of time where the the world heavyweight title belt, the you know the old big gold, was on SmackDown, and it was the less than title. Right, like it was. You had the WWE title on Raw, and I think it was you know we're talking Punk, etc. And 
you know, we had like Sheamus and Del Rio and Big Show was having runs still. Like it was, it was the less than belt. Like it was. Um, and, and that would be the fear for this as well. But I, I also, you know, some people kind of talking about the brand split and they like it. I, you know, oh, you can't overexpose stars, Kenny. Like I loved it back in the day when The Rock was on Raw and SmackDown. Give me all the rock I can handle. I love him, right? I've, I've loved the fact the bloodline has been across both shows for the yeah, last. So months. do I. So do I. Give me that continuity, right? Like, just as soon as you turn it into a, bla- a brand split, like you to have enough characters on both shows that are strong enough to bring people in is is a difficult ask. I'd rather just one two hour show that's loaded. Like, like AEW's felt like that before, not all the time, but. There are weeks where it's like every segment's like, wow, like great people are in this, blah, blah, blah. You say, you say this as we're a mere weeks away from the AEW's brand split. Ah, uh, I know. I just don't really like brand splits no more. Four, we're going to have to keep up with four brands now. <laughs> I, I liked it. I liked it when I think I liked SmackDown in 2016 when they broke away. I thought that was a good brand split. That was a really good brand split for, that for, was a, a, year, for about a year. That was really good. Yeah, yeah. That was a time where. There was a lot of kind of people who needed more time and wasn't getting it. And then SmackDown just got the right blend of people and it really worked. But it doesn't always happen, is the point. Um, so, yeah. I, so, are you pro world title belt or, or, or anti? I mean, I, I think we probably do need another world champion. But, you know, as much as I'm sitting here criticizing how it's happened, I don't know if I've, you know, I don't know if I've got the answer of how they would have done it otherwise without, on one hand, making the title less than what Roman is or be lessening what Roman is by making another champion. Like it's a, it's a catch 22. Sophie's choice. <laughs> Just naming the same type of thing. Um, yeah. I mean, it's, we'll, we'll see, we'll see how it, it plays out, but um, who's going to be your champ, Kenny? Just give me a name. Seth. Google Seth. He deserves it, doesn't he? Um, it's either that or they go like the other way and really try and make someone, but I, I don't think they will do that. I think the only other thing you could do is you could, I'm not saying you should do this, but I'm, I think you could do it as you could have. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is plush care. PlushCare is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Because it would, I mean, it, would bury, it would bury the belt on day one, but you could have Cody win it. And then have him sort of say, you know, it's great to win this world title, but this is not the end of the story. I have to beat Roman Reigns. He's I have to beat Roman now. Yeah. But then, I mean, by that, at that point, do you then kind of, it's, you know, do you negate? But then, this Austin Theory said on Raw this week, I should be the world heavyweight champion. It's like, you're the US champ. That's be... America. 
Yeah, you're the champion of all of America. <laughs> Enjoy that. You beat Jonathan Cena at WrestleMania. So, um, yeah. But, I mean, yeah, I, I, I think once once Monday's over next week and we know who's where, it'll probably become apparent who, who our options are to be champ. I mean, do you think Roman, en- do you think Roman ends up on Raw SmackDown? Uh, well, I think Fox pay the most money. They probably want to keep Roman, presumably. Um, I think they're only be fresh to put him on Raw, but uh, I would imagine he stays at SmackDown. And I wonder, mm, yeah, I think I, mm, I think yeah, probably stuck him, keep him on SmackDown. I do wonder though if the Bloodline are drafted with him. You can't end that. You can't end that story. You can't. But then maybe if the Usos are on Raw, they can just all keep being on both shows, and we can forget this idea. Well, that, that oh yeah. I mean, will Kenny and Sammy be on both shows? Probably. After the tag champs, yeah, yeah. Um, I, I have a feeling they're going to lose the belts tomorrow. Really? Yeah. I, just because I, I don't know. I have, I have a feeling that uh, that the Usos are getting them back. Call me crazy, but I feel like I want to put that out there in the ether that I said it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I, I did say that's what I think is going to happen, and uh, we'll see. We'll see if I'm if I'm Flip right. That up. Uh, also, I, I don't, I don't think. I mean, obviously, Sammy and Sammy and KO are not going to be going to Night of Champions. So, you know, are the tag champs just going to be not on that show? I mean, the the sort of thing is that Vince would take the belt off him for that. I don't know if Triple H would, so maybe that's an indicator of where we're at in that regard. Uh, before we wind down here, I know we've only got a couple of minutes. I did want to touch on AEW quickly. Yeah. Uh, so Sammy Guevara defeated Darby Allen last night, but by DQ. Mm-hmm. Um, and obviously that was kind of the culmination of the tournament to face MJF at Double or Nothing. Um, so We're now getting the four-way. We're now basically getting the four way. That's what I'm trying to tell you. That the the four pillars. I think there's, well, there's another match next week. I think first, but basically we are getting the, the four. Yeah, way. if uh, if 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 Jungle Boy and Darby beat MGF and Sammy next week, then it's a four. Yeah, four which but, you know, come on, we're getting the four way. So um, MJF and Sammy, Jungle Boy, and Darby Allen. Uh, good idea to do the pillars as the main event, Kenny. I mean. It, it, to me, I really don't see any of them taking the belt off MJF, which does lessen it a little for me. But, you know, at the same time, it's going to be fun. Yeah, I mean, I think I, I, it will be fun. I think it will deliver on the night. I would have preferred to have seen Darby MJF one-on-one. I think that the other week when Darby did that promo about mental health and stuff, yeah, yeah. it was way more compelling um, than... In the four ways, so I just think that you could have. I think with multi with four ways and triple threats is that they they're a hard sell to begin with, unless you've got like really good like characters. Like remember that four way that headlined SummerSlam twenty seven. I was there, Kenny. It was bloody great. So bloody something like that, you go. Like, oh, well, all three of them could technically win the title. Yeah. Um, so I mean, but in this case, it's like there's three people who you don't believe are going to win the title. Whereas you can hear my dog chewing, can't you? No, I couldn't, but I mean... Did I, you not? He's, he was... Go to town, Roy, you're five months old. Go Get away, buddy. Come on. Um, um, yeah, you're right. You're right, though, about the four-way. Because, um, I mean, if it's Darby and MGF, you can sell the idea they've, they've faced before. When MGF beat him, it was a cheated win. 
um, that to me is kind of simpler, you know. But I mean, I, I get why they're doing the four-way thing. Tony Khan's idea is to get Sammy and Jungle Boy up the cards. Like, obviously, that's the plan. Um, I just don't know if I buy Jungle Boy in that spot. But then maybe you need to put people in this position to then eventually buy them in the spot. I just wish Jungle Boy could cut a promo and didn't make me want to just jump into a bath and not come back out. <laughs> well, I like a bath. Well, uh, I mean, to be fair, the, the, the sort of title matchups in AEW right now, I mean, Wardlow looks like he's heading for Luchasaurus. Um, and we don't know what the... Uh, Roy, stop it, boy. And we don't know what's uh, the deal with... The, the Elite obviously look like they're heading for a star-studded class with the Blackpool Combat Club. So... I mean, there's stuff happening, but I just don't know if that's you know the most compelling matchups they could come up with personally. But it was going to be compelling. June seventeenth, my friends. Yeah. The uh, the the first Saturday show, CM Punk's return. United Center. United Center. It's just it's going to be beautiful. I mean, CM Punk backstage at Raw this week. Yeah, we didn't even Crazy touch on time. this. We didn't even touch on this. I mean, well, I suppose we'll close on this that. You know, there's been so many different things said about it this week, particularly uh, Meltzer saying that he had spoken to Triple H. There had been a passing conversation there. He had smoothed things over with The Miz, apparently, Kenny. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after about a, a, a pleasant 20-minute kind of uh, renaissance and catch-up, he was asked to leave. Uh, now, I don't know whether that's, you know... It seems weird that he would have a chat with Triple H and then be asked to leave, but um, where, whether that was a you know you're an AEW contracted talent and you know tampering or I I I've, I have no idea what the what the idea behind that is, other than you know it was okay for Ricky Starks to be there at the Royal Rumble, so it seems a bit weird. Um, I think that, I mean because everybody has kind of talked about all the negative sides to, and I mean nobody knows the reason, so we can't really explain what, what oh. happened but what i will say is there is an alternative theory that i think it's worth just putting in, into the ether it's like maybe he just wanted to make amends like yeah maybe he's he, carrying around too much hate in his heart you know it's yeah. possible um but yeah I'm, I'm looking forward to him being back you know i don't really i i enjoyed sean michaels in 1997 i can handle cm punk in 2023 yeah, yeah. i think that's a great motto to live by kenny to be honest when i was uh, a great guy so <laughs> you know if i could enjoy that you can enjoy this exactly and we hope you enjoyed this show uh break it down thank you very much for joining us once more uh my dog and his two chew toy in the background uh <laughs> thank you for joining myself and kenny will be back next week as well and we've got a slew of great shows coming up hopefully we'll do some stuff live together when money in the bank comes around and such uh i'm sure we've got plenty of plans and interviews in the offing. Kenneth, uh, is there anything that the uh, loyal listeners should know about? Uh, I interviewed Dominic Mysterio yesterday for the next edition of Inside the Oaks magazine. So as soon as that magazine is dropped, we will play the interview on this show. Um, it's it's timeless. So I don't think it will make, I don't think it will age or anything, but some really good stuff in there. Um, I made a point of kind of making a conscious effort to disarm him because I'd seen a lot of kind of in-person interviews with him, especially Rumble Weekend. and You're like an interview Jedi, Kenny, aren't you? Just playing I mean, mindsets. Well, because I was watching all these interviews that he was doing at Rumble Weekend, and every time somebody was asking about Ray, he would give 
the kayfabe answer, right? Because that's what, you know, when you're in a storyline with your dad, you don't exactly want to be praising him. So I had to be like, right, how can I do the interview that I can kind of get around that? And, I th- and you know, you read it and hear it on here when, when it's done. I think I'm proud of it. You know, even you do an interview, you go, I think within the confines of what I could have done there, I think I did, I did well. So, yeah, I, I thought that after Taker. Yeah, I, oh, you nailed and it. I was I was very, um, as you know, because we talked it over, I was actually very nervous about it the week of because I thought the last thing you want to do is somebody you've wanted for so long and then you fuck it and you come away and you think, oh, that we either didn't get on, I didn't get out of him what I could have, or oh, I didn't ask the right questions. But mm-hmm. uh, by the sounds of it, that's exactly what you have done with Dominic. I'm looking forward to catching it. Yeah, there was. A, I'll sh- share one funny bit. So we were. T- I was talking about Prison Dom, obviously trying to get the scoop on how it came about, and uh, and I sort of complimented him. And I said, you know, it was so ridiculous that the only way it could work was you keeping a straight face. So well done for keeping it together. And he just went, "Thanks, man." And then there's a pause, and he went, "But you know, I'd been in jail, so I just, I, I, had to, I had to." Like he, <laughs> it's like he caught himself <laughs> taking, you know. Yeah, but you know, congratulations. But and I loved that. I thought it was a great, and that's gonna that's gonna read great as well. So, yeah, it was very fun. He was uh, he was good to chat to. But yeah, not as good as you are to chat to, Kenneth. Uh, I will catch you next week before Kenny moves house. We'll mm-hmm. make sure to get a show in the books. I'm actually off work next week. I'm very excited, um, and I will make sure to catch up with you before we give a little bit of a backlash preview. Uh, I'm not going to say backlash after WrestleMania, so. Mm-hmm. Thank you for tuning in, guys, to Break It Down. You know where to catch us on all of your podcast formats, uh, all of the platforms. And, of course, make sure you do check out Kenny McIntosh going one-on-one with Donit Mysterio on YouTube. My dog's assaulting me. Everybody, take care. Thank you for joining us. It's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.